Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Lillard, along with Scott Bradford, Tracy Holtzclaw's racing. He's going down fast as he can, getting there as quick as possible. Stopping real quick before he runs to the end. Turning right, going slow, coming back, waiting his turn, waiting his turn, waiting his turn, waiting his turn, working on the car, working on the car. Got to get the car going. Got to get the tires reset. Got to make sure everything's set. Tighten everything up. Tighten everything up. He's wearing shoes. He is wearing real shoes. He's not wearing flip-flops. He is wearing shoes. He is wearing pants. And how long does it take to get from the start to the finish? As fast as humanly possible. Is that like under five seconds? I don't know. Uh, five seconds and 40 uh, bucks he, in fuel? I, I don't know. I don't know what it costs. But he's not here. So Scott's covering for him. I'm hoping he's uh, having a great time. It's a weekend thing in Tennessee or somewhere, Kentucky or somewhere. He did. He's done this a couple times. He has a blast. Um, drag racer. He's he's the real estate investor guru, drag race king of upstate South Carolina. So anyway, Scott's here to cover for him. If you want to get involved in what we're talking about this morning, the number here live is two three five nine four zero five. That's eight six four two three five nine four zero five. I'm excited because it's football season, and I'm also excited because we're going to have a marketing session on September the 20th coming up here in Greenville. We have a new nonprofit organization called GEMS, G-E-M-E-S, that we've created that stands for Greenville Equity Marketing Session. So if you're a broker, especially a commercial broker, and you're wanting to sell something or do you want to find some money to buy something, or do you want to, you got a 1031 coming and you don't know what you're going to do with the cash. Or if you've got um, some land you can't sell. Maybe you, anything, any kind of real estate, any kind of equity that is a little bit harder to sell. It's easy to sell cash flowing real estate that is priced right right now. The market's really quick. You can list it. You, it'll sell fast. But what about those vacant properties? I made an offer this week on an empty building. 7,000 square foot empty office building. Okay. How do you get a buyer for an empty 7,000 square foot office building unless you can find the actual user of the mm. building? You find the user, it sells. Boom. Sure. Maybe they get an SBA loan. They only put 10% down. They're buying the building. They're using the building. They're a user. But what if there isn't a user for that big of an office in a little town? How do you sell it? Bring it to a marketing session. And you will leave with proposals. So um, I'm stoked about it. You can go to jasondillard.com backslash gems and learn about it and sign up for it. Um, and that's just the power of having multiple minds, right? You may not have the perfect fit, but you put enough brains together, somebody's going to know what to do with it. Yeah, I've, t- I've told Tracy this multiple times. I said, I'm smarter than Tracy, <laughs> and I'm smarter than Scott, and I'm smarter than Stephanie, I'm smarter than Cameron. Basically, I'm smarter than everybody in our office. <laughs> But if you put two of them together, they're smarter than me. If you put ten of them together, man, they're way smarter than me. They're just, just barely. Though, right? I mean, I might be a little bit smarter than Tracy, really. I'm, and truth be known, I might have a little more knowledge than Tracy about that. He has more knowledge than I do about this. I have no idea how what? fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have no, no idea how much nitrous he uses to get down the track. I have no idea how much fuel he uses. That's not why something I have a lot of knowledge about. And I might have a little bit more knowledge than Tracy about the exchanges that we're doing, about the money we're borrowing. But he um, and you together, y'all blow me away. So 
What if you, you know, I'm talking to you, the person out there listening right now, you the real estate agent or you the real estate principal, which is the guy that owns the property or the chick that owns the property. You know, my brother's the principal. He's the principal, P-A-L. That's the person that's in charge of the school. Well, the principal is the person that's the buyer, the seller, the owner, the optionee, the optioneur, the leasee, the lessor. It's the actual person that's principally that has the um, risk. I mean, that's one of the other things that when we talk about brokers and how they make a lot of money without taking hardly any risk. They might get sued. Somebody might steal their sign. <laughs> I mean, have a real estate agent. Well, I deserve to earn my big old commission because I sold your property. Well, yeah, you do. You deserve it. You got the license. You deserve it. But don't tell me you're taking risk. Don't tell me you're taking risks like the principals take risk. No, I got no. a mortgage payment while you're wait while I'm waiting on you to sell my property. That's I'm paying right. taxes. That's right. The somebody stole my sign. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you you, you got to be kidding me. And if it's a commercial agent and somebody stole their sign, see, I, since I do commercial, I can make fun of commercial now. Somebody stole your available sign. That's different. You know those regular for sale signs that like you use, sure. Bradford. How much does your sign cost? Twenty <laughs> bucks, thirty bucks, because sure. we buy them by the gross, right? Oh, yeah, because we're not. Cheap. And you know the the really pretty ones might cost fifty or sixty bucks. Oh, we did put a, a four hundred dollar sign up that one time over at the. That's like the available sign. There you go. Yeah. You see, because commercial properties are available. They're not for sale. They're not for lease. They're available. They're like a they're like a young man that hasn't met his wife yet. <laughs> And he's, and the, and the properties, as you drive by it, you're thinking to yourself, wonder what that property is. And you see the sign and it says available right on the sign. And you're thinking to yourself, self, because that's what you call yourself when you talk to yourself, says that property is available. I can do whatever I want with it. I can buy it. I can lease it. I might even get to get the seller to finance it. It's available. Yeah. Well, they stole my available sign. Those big old signs don't get stolen. No way. How are you going to carry that? You'd have to be Samson. <laughs> you know, some of these brokers have signs up on properties that were listed years ago, and they just leave the sign up because it costs so much to move the sign. Yeah, the things, the suns, the UVs are killing it, the things rotting. If you've got a sign on a property that this, that you can't read the letters and the and the numbers anymore. Come to the marketing that's session. That's <laughs> what you want to bring to the marketing session because I guarantee you, if you come to this marketing session, you will leave with proposals. I always used to, I used to say you will leave with offers. And the reason I changed it is it's not really a realist a, a offer to purchase. Sure, sure. Because at a marketing session, there's a, you know, we're going to have probably 25, 30 brokers and, and agents and, um, principals in the room. And somebody's going to say, I have a, um, warehouse that's 10,000 square feet. It's in, in Taylor's. I think it's worth 300,000. It's sitting there free and clear and I want to sell it. And I would really like to buy something worth a million. Okay. So I will give you my property and go to the bank and borrow 700 and buy it. And then all of a sudden that'll trigger something mm-hmm. in the brains of the brokers and they'll go, I got a million dollar property and nobody's made an offer on it. Why don't I see if my seller will take that little one and 700 cash? Let's create a proposal. And especially if that guy that, you know, the guy that, proposing that what if he only has seven hundred thousand in his million dollar property that he's selling that works perfect right sure or maybe it's listed for a million it's really only worth 900 true and the reason it's sitting there 
hadn't sold is that the perception of value that he has is different than the perception of value than the market has. I mean, I know you're a, an agent, Scott, and I know that most of your listings are stuff we own. See, I know your client, which is me, never has a perception of value that's higher than the perception of the value the market has. Does it? I mean, we never list things for way more than they're going to sell for and then call you two weeks later and go, why haven't you sold it, man? Why, hey, 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 Bradford, why, why haven't you sold it? And what is, what do you always say? It, it'll sell when it sells. I mean, I, you know, uh, if it's market hadn't brought me an offer. That's exactly right. Maybe it's overpriced and it may be overpriced. There's really only two reasons the house doesn't sell. Two, really. If it's, if it's listed, it's got good pictures, blah, blah, blah. It smells good. There's only two reasons. Condition, price, price, condition, price. So if you've got a house that hadn't sold for cash and you want to want, you wonder why it won't sell, it's priced. And if it's been listed for a while now, you know, sure. in this market, you might give it a couple of months before you start dropping the price. Whereas years ago, you might give it seven months before you start dropping the price. But this is a fast market. It's market is fast. So it's either price. Or condition. Now, hey, we're coming up on the first break of the show. Now is a great time to call in and ask questions about marketing sessions. How do you trade equity? How does that work? We're going to talk about that. The number here is 235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. Don't go anywhere. Go to my website, jasondillard.com, to sign up for the marketing session coming up on September 20th. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you just tuned in, I got Scott Bradford here instead of Tracy Holtzclaw. We're talking about how you can trade equity at marketing sessions today. We're going to have a marketing session on September the 20th here in Greenville. It's mainly for people that own real estate already or are real estate agents that have listings. If you've got a listing or you own real estate and you would like to trade your equity into something else, um, it's a good place to be. It's also a killer way to learn. I mean... I was telling some folks this week that I am a seminar-aholic. I'm a book, I'm a bookworm. If I go to the beach with my wife and I, she's reading something and I'm reading a real estate investing book. In the beginning, I went to a seminar and then I liked it and I went to another seminar and I went, then I went to a seminar that followed up that seminar. And I probably have $50,000 invested in real estate guru seminars mm-hmm. that I bring home and I do deals with it. The local real estate club here, upstate Korea, I probably attended that meeting every month for 10 years straight because every single time I would learn something. I'm, I'm, a, I'm stuck. I can't help it. I, I'm, I have an insatiable appetite to learn more about real estate, right? So I'm just, just want to learn more. And then I went to a marketing session and then you and realized it, and all the things I'd learned in the past, this was different. It was different, and it was so much more powerful. It, it, the The formulas that folks are using to trade properties are hard to understand. And it took me about a year before I could get it. I mean, I, I really took me a long time to understand it. But once I got to where I could understand it, all of a sudden, I can make offers in a marketing session and buy something from somebody that they didn't think they could sell. So when you can buy something from somebody that they didn't think they could even sell, you probably get a better deal and you may get better terms 
and you're specialized. So instead of you being the broker that only takes orders, you're an order taker, which is nothing wrong with that. If you're really good at taking orders and you're really good at helping your client with due diligence and you're really good at running the numbers to make sure your client's buying or selling something that makes sense mathematically, there's that's awesome. Nothing wrong with that. But what if you're really specialized and you can actually help your client get out of a jam Educate him. that no one else knows how to help them out of? Or you can help your client buy something. Or you can help yourself buy something that no one else has the tools to buy that with. It's like last night I get home and we got a new faucet. We got a new faucet and and it and you turn it on, guess what happens? Water comes out. Out of the spigot part, out of the faucet part, guess what else water comes out? <laughs> out of the faucet that's leaking? Out of the part that, that it's not supposed to come out of. So Kristen's like, the faucet's leaking. I'm like, ah, it's okay. I probably can fix it. <laughs> Big deal. Just a brand new faucet. Who cares? I can fix it. So I get home last night. Of course, I got to get my glasses to see it because I'm get I'm 46. I can't even see the time. apparatus of the faucet. Right? I'm trying to get the faucet to work, and I realize, oh, there's where the leak is. It's right there. It's slipping out right there in that seam right there. Well, evidently, you got to have some kind of tool that will pop off the cover, and then you have to have another tool. This shaped like a star. You know what the, you know, you have Allen wrenches and you have, uh, sure. yep. adjustable. I got a, I got an Allen, not, not an Allen wrench, a screwdriver. The Allen wrench is like a screwdriver, but it's not. And you got the, the Phillips head screwdriver, you got the flathead screwdriver, and then you got the star. Okay. Well, what if you got to tighten the thing up with the star and you don't have a star? Yeah. Guess what happens right now when you turn on the faucet today, right now? <laughs> it's leaking. It's leaking. <laughs> Why is it leaking? Because I don't have the star. Yeah. I don't have the tool. Mm. I don't have the tool to fix the faucet. I'm about to call somebody. I'm about to go buy the tool. And, you know, I did buy a tool. One, I, one time we had a water heater, and it's not a hot water heater. It's just water heater. Water if the water, hot If the water was hot, it would need to be heated. It was a water heater. So this was back when Kristen and I lived in the little house and we're just getting started in real estate and water wasn't staying hot. So my dad's like, well, one of the elements is burned out. Got, gotta be elements burned out. You can change that yourself. So I go look at it and sure enough, you got to go to the hardware store. You buy one of those tools that fits over the element, you twist it, take it out, put the new element in. Well, guess what? I got that tool. You know, that tool costs like $38. The element costs like eight. Okay. <laughs> Fix my water heater. Guess how many more times I've used that tool since then? None. That was 15 years ago. None. Uh, guess where that tool is. Do you even know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clue. It's in my shed. It might be in the truck. Maybe it's in the truck I already sold. Maybe it's in the attic. Maybe I left it in the house I used to live in, but I had that tool for a minute and I was able to fix it. Well, when you go to a marketing session, you learn tools that if you don't ever use, ain't no good for you. You don't, I mean, you, cool. I know how to, I know how to buy a house with a seller carry second and set, sub to the mortgage. Great. You know how? Did you ever do it? No. If you hadn't, if you hadn't used it, it doesn't help. But when you go to the marketing session, you see people actually making offers and using those tools and the first time you hear somebody make an offer using those tools in front of everybody, 
and you know, 25 people in the room, I know how I can take your property. I will buy it with fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And you look at, I look at the person like they got a chicken on their head. Like, I don't get it. How can they buy that property the way they described and it benefit them and it benefit the seller? I, I couldn't figure it out. So you know what I did in my very first marketing session? I told you this story before. After about the first hour, you know what I did? Did you walk out? I got up and got my hair cut. Needed a haircut anyway. I'm like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I felt that pain. I don't understand it. I'm embarrassed that I don't understand what they're doing. So I don't want to be in the room with them. So I got up and got my hair cut. So I'm sitting there getting my hair cut. And I'm thinking to myself, self, because that's what I call myself when I talk to myself. I said, they're trading their property and buying something else. I'm supposed to buy property at discounts. That's what I do for a living. But they're buying property at full price. Bunch of dummies. They don't know what they're doing. Then I'm like, well, wait a minute. They sold what they own at full price. And I have no idea what they paid Hmm. for what they own. Oh, they're selling the $100,000 house that they may only paid 50000 for yesterday, and they're buying the $200,000 house with it. Is that not the same as buying the $200,000 house for only 150000 Then I was in a hurry to get my daggum haircut <laughs> finished so I could get back in that room. Well, it couldn't have taken them long to cut your hair anyhow, dude. Well, that was, this was about 10 years ago. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I had more hair back then. You and I, you and I are winning <laughs> the race of no hair. So if you got a question about marketing session, you got a question about equity marketing, um, give me a call right now. We're live, 235-9405, um, 864-235-9405. You just tuned in. We're going to have a marketing session. You go to jasondillard.com backslash gems, G-E-M-A-S. It's on the page. Sign up for it. We're going to have 20 to 30 people in the room that's going to be trading their properties like baseball cards for benefits, for benefits. So like Bradford here, it's got some. So we can use him as an example. we got five minutes for the break. You can call in after, wait and call in on the break, 235-9405. Wait and call in during the break. You own something. Give me an example of what you own. You own, you buy stuff on the side. You got, we got one property you promised me you're going to give me some money to buy soon. Anyway, I like that. I like <laughs> making money without knowing about it. So what do you own? Give me an example. You own a, you own a house that you've seller financed or something? Sure. What do you have? Sure. So I have a house that I purchased for. It doesn't matter what oh, okay. you paid for it. Okay. Yeah. I have a house in Simpsonville and it's worth how much? 150. And how much do you owe on it? I owe 70. Okay, so you seventy minus one fifty is eighty. You've got eighty in equity in a house in Simpsonville. Is the family living there? Are they buying it or are they? They're buying it. They're buying it. Mm-hmm. And do they owe you one fifty? I sold it to them for one forty five. Okay, so how much do they owe you? How much do they owe me? Yeah, one forty five. Yeah. Okay, so they well, owe... well they put thirty thousand dollars down. Okay, I don't care okay. how much they put down. Well, I might care. I might care how much they put down. They made a down payment. They owe you one forty-five. Yes. You owe one eighty. Yes. Okay. That's sixty-five thousand in equity you have, and every month you receive a payment from them, and then you make a payment to your underlying lender, and you make a profit. Yes. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what about that equity? Are you happy 
in the position you're in with the equity. If you would, would you buy that property today for a hundred and forty-five grand cash? No. Why? No. Why? Why wouldn't you pay one forty-five cash? Are you not making enough enough spread there? What What is that? What payment are they making to you? They pay me right under a thousand a month. Okay, so a grand a month, twelve grand a year is not enough cash flow for you to pay one forty-five for. Not for me. No. No, I couldn't imagine doing that. That's only 7% cash on cash-ish, 6, 6.5-7% cash on cash. So you would not pay 145 for something that's paying you 1000 a month. Wouldn't? I wouldn't. I mean, no. I'm sure there's somebody out there that would, but, but I wouldn't. There might be. Yeah. So are you happy with the position you're in? Are you happy that you're only making 6% on your equity? Uh, are you? You're making 6% on your, now your return on your cash. Yeah. Is way more. So this, sure. this is, this is what your mindset has to, you got to tra- change your brain. You know, a brain once expanded, yeah, never po- shrink to an original size. <laughs> it spreads out a little bit and then comes back down, but it stays a little bit bigger. Your return on your investment. That's like my midsection. Yeah. <laughs> your return on your investment, what you cash you put down, you may have an infinity return. You may have put down less than the down payment you received. So you're looking at your balance sheet and you're going, man, I am a hero. I'm making 27% on my money. Da, 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 but you're like, da. I've got a whole lot of buying power sitting there in that equity that I could move and and really I, up my return. An exchanger brain's going, what is my ROE? What is the return I'm making on my equity? It's sitting there in that house. It's just there. It looks great on your balance sheet. If you go to the bank to borrow money, that, that equity look makes your net worth bigger. But what's your return on that equity? It's 6%. It's what you're making. Six. So if anybody's out there happy making 6%, we're looking for $175,000 on houses we're going to build that are 300000 So you can make 6% without doing any work just by getting a first mortgage on a house worth one seventy five. We're going to build and sell for 300 So if you're interested in that, you can give me a call at 444-7650. If you want to find out what the smart move is for Bradford, I think. Now, he can do whatever he wants. It might not be the smart move for Bradford. It depends on his situation. It depends on the benefits he's seeking. But what does what do I think as an exchanger brain he can do with that equity? We're going to talk about that when we return. So hang on through the break right now. You can call in at 235-9405-864-235-9405. We'll be right back. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. Tracy's not here. He's racing race cars that go straight and then stop and turn and come back. He's a drag racer. Oh, man, you just, he's got a cop car. You realize he drives a cop car in the race and he bought a cop car that it he drives a, to the office. It is a sweet car. And then he, it looks like a cop car because it is a cop car. And it's got the, the light on the side of it. Now it doesn't have anything in it except for the light on the side of it, but he tinted the windows enough where you can't see him. You can't see him in it. So what he does is he goes down the interstate and he goes about 10 miles over the speed limit 
And everybody thinks he's... Everybody just gets out of his way. Because they assume he might be maybe a cop car. And he can get to the office quicker that way. So I'm thinking about... No, I'm not. I'm not going to get a cop car. So we're missing Tracy. If you just tuned in, we're talking about a marketing session we're going to have on September the 20th. Go to jasondiller.com to learn more about that. Um, we're talking about Scott's situation with some equity he has. But just in case Jerry can't stay on the line long, he called in. If you want to call in and ask a question, the number here is 235-9405. Yeah, that's Dr. Jerry. 864-235-9405. Jerry, good morning. What can we do for you, sir? Good morning. Well, I was listening to you guys like I find myself doing some Saturdays, and I never heard that term before, R-O-E. And I started thinking that it's probably related to some things people shared with me in the last couple of years. But um, how do you calculate that ROE? That's a great question. Hmm. Well, if your return on your equity is how much are you earning per year for the equity that you control. So like Bradford here, he's got 70000 in equity, and his return on his equity is probably in the tank because Low. what he is making between the two payments he receives and goes out the door is pretty low. What is your cash flow on that, Scott? I make about $500 a month. So you make 500 a month on 80000 in equity. But really, you're not making it on the equity. You're making it on what you paid for it. That's your right. Equity's, That's right. You're not making it on your equity. You can, That's true. That's so true. you're making five hundred on eighty thousand in equity. You're making six thousand on that's that's eight percent on the equity if you count it that way. But really, what he has in it, I have nothing in it. At this so you have point. nothing in it because yeah. you got the down payment. Yeah. But your return on your equity is what you're making for your equity. So if he's making nothing, the equity was created out of thin air. That's right. So your equity is making you zero. So if I buy something for a hundred and sell it for one thirty, I created thirty thousand. Of equity out of thin air. Yeah. That 30000 isn't paying you anything. And the sooner you get your equity into the next deal, it snowballs. So I've been trying to convince Scott that that eighty grand in equity is making him nothing. But he enjoys that 500 a month so much that the benefit... See, it's all... Real estate's about benefits. It's not about the sticks and bricks. The, the benefit to Scott is cash flow. He's not willing to trade out of that eighty grand in equity and give up that five hundred. But let's let's think about Jerry for a second. I have no idea, Jerry, what your oh, situation is. Yeah. But let's just. Well, get... I, you know what? Let me share it with you. So, because okay. I've been trying to compute the numbers as um, as you guys did it. But let's just say that I had twenty three houses collecting seventeen thousand a month, all paid for and clear, thinking I'm doing good since I don't do nothing in the stock market because I don't understand it. And I struggle with trying to understand all this stuff. But right, and how, many, how much is your houses worth, Jerry? What do you think you could sell them for? If I sold them outright, and the reason I'm thinking about it is because where I particularly these houses are located in North Carolina, they're uh, worth right around 1.3 million. Okay, so 1.3 million is how much your value is, and your debt is zero. And that seventeen thousand a month, does that? Um, your gross or your net income? That would be my gross. So aren't these all rentals? Correct. So you're probably only getting to keep about ten grand a month. 
by the time you pay property well, taxes and insurance and maintenance repairs? Management. Well, that's the yeah. I got well. I'm I manage them myself, and then fortunate enough have a few people that seem to. Hey, hey, Jerry. Uh, have that. How, how much yeah. do you pay yourself to manage them? That's a good question. Do, I'm, I'm serious. How much do you pay yourself to manage them? Is it zero? Is, it's zero. Is it zero, Jerry? Probably zero. Yeah. Well, every time yeah, I ask that question, you you were smart enough to slow down and not answer quick enough. <laughs> every time I ask that question, and somebody says, "Well, what do you pay yourself to manage it?" Well, I don't pay myself anything. I'm like, "You're hired. You hire my hundred. I want you to manage my hundred, my twenty three houses for free. If you'll manage my twenty three houses for free, you're hired." So really, I bet you. I like the way you talk. Since I've heard you, you talk in a genuinely simple manner, like I like it. Yeah, I bet you. But between the taxes, insurance, maintenance, repairs, what it will cost you to hire a property manager, and the money you should be putting away for new roofs, new air conditionings, new siding, new everything, one day, about half of that is your cash flow. So if you're you're probably making nine thousand dollars a month on one point three million. So nine divided by one three it's, is seven percent. Yes, it's going to be math in my head. Yes. So the question is, can you make more than seven percent with one point three million? The answer to that is yes, yeah. Jerry. Absolutely. I would. I would yeah, take you your houses. Yeah, I would take your houses <clears throat> with a lot less headaches. Right? How many did you yeah. say he's got? Twenty three. Twenty three of them. Twenty three. Twenty three rentals. How many phone calls do you get a week? Well, I have a girl that takes care of it, but um, I would say maybe uh, between four and seven. <laughs> That's okay. You have a girl. Does she work for free too, Jerry? Nah, she don't work for free. <laughs> but, yeah, so you, when Matter you're thinking fact, about your return on your equity, you, your return yeah. on your equity is how much could you pay, for, how much if you sold those houses for the $1.3 Now, you can't just sell them because if you sell them, the government's going to take your money. Oh, uh, no. So you got yeah. so to trade them. You don't have to trade them. You can sell them and, and pay the tax. You ca- your tax is probably September the twentieth. I heard you say. If you want to attend that meeting, you bring those houses. We'll make you an offer. And you, instead of owning twenty three houses, you might own one one point three million dollar paid for office building, for example. And then the office building might only have four tenants, and you don't have to worry as much. Your work goes down. So again, it's benefits. So your benefit right now that you're seeking may be, I don't want to have to manage 23 tenants, okay? Then the guy that owns the um, office building that I gave in his example, his benefit might be, I'm afraid that the family, the tenants that are in this office might quit paying in the future, and i got all my eggs in one basket. I want to spread my risk. I'm willing to take on the headache of managing 23 tenants, so I can spread my risk. And you might go, I don't care about my risk. I'm tired of dealing with tenants. So the, so the benefits are what gets traded at a marketing session. Your, your real estate gets traded with the benefits. And, and the other thing that gets traded at a marketing session is obligations. So you're, you're obligated right now to, to provide 23 families homes that the roof doesn't leak, that the air conditioning and heat works. You're obligated to f- fix something that breaks, just like the the, th- the sink out there, the faucet I was talking about that I don't know how to even fix because I don't have the right tools. You have an obligation to pay your taxes every year. 
You've got an obligation yeah. to keep every. You got all these obligations that go mm-hmm. with your bundle of benefits for your real estate. Now, at the same time, you have benefits. You have cash flow. You have depreciation. You have tax shelter because of depreciation. Um, so there's benefits to owning paid for rental real estate, but there's also obligations. So can you change those obligations and benefits to something that's going to be better for you? And I and I like to use the example. You ever watch UFC? I think, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you ever see the guys get stuck on the ground and they can't move, but, and the, 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 um, the referee, the referee says, improve your position, improve your position. And if they don't pr- yeah. improve their position, he stands them up. He stands them up so they can hit each other harder again, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think of that with my, my real estate. Every single property, I'm looking at it and I'm going, can I improve my position with that house? Can I improve, improve my position with that apartment building? And if the answer is so I, you can yes, I, well, it might not. It might be my risk. It might be that I don't. I've got feel like my risk is too high with that one. Gotcha. I will take less cash flow and less management for less risk. So you have folks that are and young, more time and see in the, and more time and, the, and see the young folks might take higher risk and more work for higher return. The older folks might take less risk, way less work. And a lower return, just so they can retire and be because their benefits to be with your children yeah. and your grandchildren. That's what's happened with me. That's exactly it. Without you even knowing it, that's how it's come to pass. So, that, grandkids are more important than your cash yeah. flow. So, you might take that yeah. nine grand a month that you're making now and be happy with only five grand a month to have all your time back. So, if that's yeah. what you're looking for, um, you can give me a call um, or go to jasondiller.com. We're coming up on the next break of. Of the show now is a great time to call in, Jerry. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Thanks Jerry. With me. Yes, um, if you're like Jerry and you want to get your questions answered on the air, two three five nine four five is the number two three five ninety four zero five. Again, we're having a marketing session on September twentieth. Go to jasondiller.com to sign up for that. If you got questions, you can call me. My phone number to get in touch with me during the week four 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 seven six five zero. That's eight six four 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 four. 7650. We're going to, when we come back, we'll talk more about marketing sessions. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. If you want to get involved right quick here at the end of the show, the number here live is 235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. Just tuned in. Scott Bradford's here. I've been talking too much. I don't even know why you came, man. I could have done this without you. I was wondering if I was going to be doing it by myself there but, for a minute. But we can get back to your, I tell you what, since, since we've been leaving you out, it's, it's Jerry's fault. He called and messed us all up. We need Jerry's question. That was good. That's a good question. Sure. My goodness. He's got all these houses and making all this money every month, but he doesn't have a, I think there's a bunch of guys time. out there like Jerry. There's one thing you can, you can't invest and get more of. Time. Time. You can invest money and it makes, might make more. Sometimes you invest money, you make less money. Sure. Every investment has risk, right? But you can invest time into something, and it doesn't qu- get you more time. I mean, that's why the th- thought that was going through my brain with Jerry is like, okay, now you and I both know he doesn't have one point three. He 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 doesn't have one point three in it, but he could sell it for one point three probably. He could move into you know you mentioned a office complex that may have three or four tenants. Put that on a triple net lease, well, and Jerry now has. N- and let's no assume for a minute Jerry doesn't need the money. Yeah, you know, his his lifestyle would not change. He's saved enough. He's got other income and from other places. Yeah, Jerry's if he, smart. If he didn't have that income, he would be okay. He could trade that into a house at the beach. 
rent the house at the beach for a year. Let management deal with it down it there. Might make nothing for a year. Trade it. So now he owns a house at the beach. Then he could just change his mind. I decided I want to live. I decided to live there. Now you move in the house at the beach. So, so now you lift the house at the beach for a couple of years. What do you do now? I changed my mind. Man, I'm missing Saluda. My grandkids are in Saluda. They won't even come see me at the beach no more. <laughs> so can he sell that house at the beach? Sure. Does he have to pay a capital gain? After two years? After two years? I think the answer is no. But did the rule change? The answer is yes. It changed. He, because he can only shelter a half a million. So as long as his basis is a half is seven hundred. Is it half a million a person? Is he? Is, he's got to be married. So that's a million. 250, no, oh, two, it's two fifty a person. So let's assume that he has. He's the one point three. Let's assume he only, he has nine hundred in the in the houses. Gotcha. Well, he trades and he sells. Well, now he doesn't have to pay that capital gain, or his basis is nine hundred, which is probably lower than that. So that may not work as great. As, as it sounds on, on on paper or on radio, but it's still a cool formula to use if you're trying to avoid paying the taxes on a bunch of houses you own and you want to do it legally. I mean, we want we all want to avoid taxes legally. Compliance is my middle name. I am Jason Compliance Dillard. Yeah, that happens when you become a real estate broker. Yeah, you want to make sure everything is exactly where it needs to be. So let's get back to your situation. You're 80 grand. What are you going to do with that equity? That 80 grand, by the way, if you just tuned in, Scott's got a house that he's got sold for 145. He owes 80 grand less to another investor. So he's wrapped the mortgage. So he's got an underlying mortgage of 80. He's making a payment. And then the family living there is making Scott a payment of $500 more than the payment. Does that include the taxes and insurance or do you have to take they, the tax insurance out of that? No, my folks, the, the tenant buyer, I call them, they pay their own taxes and their own insurance. Okay, so, making, so I just have just a principal and interest. So you're making 500 a month as long as they pay. That's right. They're going to pay. They, they put a ton down. Well, the, the best thing can happen is they don't pay, right? Absolutely. And you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's the best thing for them. Yeah. I, yeah. We don't want them to fail. Sure. But if they, they put 30000 down, they're probably going to pay. They're going to pay. So you've got 500 a month that you're making every month on your on your investment up front. But now you got this equity that's paying you nothing. So if you were going to improve your position, you would have to be in another deal that pays more than 500 a month. You agree with that? Yes. Yeah. So if, if somebody presented you with an opportunity that you would make more than 500 a month, that might improve your position. The other thing is how much is your, how is the, what's happening to the value of your asset every month? The value of my asset is fixed, right? They're, well, do they I, owe you more or less every month? They owe me less. Okay, so uh, your your right. note is going down in value. And because I sell on terms, those folks are actually going to gain any appreciation. I won't gain any appreciation. So you've given the appreciation yes, away. Yes, I've given it away. So maybe there's a, a deal out there that you could make 500 a month that would be just as good if it appreciates. So you got the benefit of appreciation. That you're not getting. Right. So maybe there's somebody out there that's got an $80,000 house that rents for net 500 a month that's in, let's say, an opportunity zone that's going to go up in value for the next 10 years. And then when you sell it one day, you're going to keep making the 500 a month. Sure. 
but then you're going to sell it 10 years from now and get all your equity plus oh, depreciation the tax free. Would that improve your position? Yes. Okay. We just, so now we're having yes. a marketing session. That's what you might offer. So if you come to the marketing session, look for something that will improve your position. Trade that 80000 in equity into something that's got a better or equal to cash flow that has more benefits. You're, are you taking, are you depreciating that rental house every year? So you're not, you're, it's helping you in your taxes. Yes. So you, how much did you pay for it? I said I didn't care, but how much did you pay for it? I paid 94. And the dirt out from under it's worth what? 10? Yes. So it's 85,000. So you're depreciating 85,000 over a 30 year mortgage, a 30 year, uh, straight line depreciation. What if you made 500 a month and you bought something that was 180,000? Wouldn't you, we'll make the math easier. What if you bought something for 160,000, had the same cash flow? Wouldn't you get to keep more of your money? Cause you By just, depreciating more on you just <coughs> doubled, tax benefit. You just doubled your tax shelter. So the benefit of owning real estate is cash flow. Then there's tax shelter. There's ability to leverage. There's um, appreciation and a bunch of other benefits. So maybe you don't get the cash flow benefit to improve, but maybe your tax shelter improves. Maybe right now that $500, you get, you're keeping a hundred of it without paying taxes on it. But if you buy something that's larger now, another thing is if a, if a property appreciates at say two or 3% a year, if you're buying something for appreciation, would you rather have a hundred thousand dollar house or a million dollar office? You're making three percent a year on the value. Oh, oh, I want the million dollar office. Oh, you want the office? Sure. So the bigger the property, the more you can make in appreciation. The bigger the property, the more the government, the IRS allows you to depreciate, which is tax shelter. You could buy a million dollar property that only makes five hundred a month. And your benefits are going to be just as good cash flow wise, but your appreciation and your depreciation is going to blow the doors off. Cause I know you pay taxes. Oh yeah. The IRS really likes me. Yeah. Because you're earning a lot of commission. So if anybody out there is listening and they own a business that they don't have a lot of depreciation, maybe you're on, maybe you're a real estate agent, you earn commissions. So when you earn commissions, that's earned income. That all those add up and the government wants to take some of that money every year because they need it to run the country. Well, but the IRS will allow you to deduct things that you own, depreciate things that you own. So if you own enough real estate, your taxable income can go down. So maybe you figure out how much you make a year in commissions and multiply that times 30 and you go buy that much in real estate just so Try to zero out your taxable liability. Bingo. I mean, why pay the tax if the government's giving you an opportunity to legally avoid it? This It's like somebody out there that's living in a house that they don't realize. And there's somebody listening right now, I guarantee you, because we learned, we, we're buying and selling, we're doing this. There is a person listening right today on this show that's living in a house that they own, and they're paying the non-owner-occupied tax rate. Because they just haven't. They either don't know or they haven't went, taken the time to go down and fill out the little form. They got the little pink thing in the mail. They had no idea what it was. They got it three or four years ago, the little <laughs> pink thing in the mail. They didn't know what it was for. 
That's Greenville County. You get the yep. little pink thing in the mail. We get the pink thing in the mail, and we know we can't do anything with it because we're non-owner occupied. So it goes in the trash. Sure. It goes in the circular file. But if you've got the little pink thing in the mail and you just bought a house three years ago and you didn't know what it was and your realtor didn't tell you what it was and you put it in the trash, you're paying triple in taxes. Why would you do that? Why don't you go ahead and fill out the little pink form, get your taxes reduced? So if you're fill listening right out now, the pink form, or now that you want, now have just to, go down. You just go down to the assessor's office, and take them a driver's license and a Duke Power Bill, and they'll give you the four percent on the GreenvilleCounty.org, and it'll say LR for legal residents. That means you get the lower tax rate. If you're living in the house, it should say LR, GreenvilleCounty.org. It'll and that'll be four percent instead of six percent. So if it's a different county, it's four and six. But that's really deceiving. But it's the same, in the same way, if I can buy something and save, legally save in some taxes by owning more real estate, why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't I improve my position, my position? Why wouldn't I own a million dollars worth of houses instead of a half a million in houses that might only cash flow about the same? Maybe. But look what it does to my taxable income on the commissions I'm earning over here. Those are the kind of things that come up in a marketing session that I wouldn't have thought of going to the um, beginner workshop with the real estate investor that's teaching you how to flip a house, for example. So if you're interested in learning and you've now this is limited, so we can't take everybody. But if you've got property to sell or trade or you're a real estate commercial broker and you're interested in learning about this and getting some proposals to take back to your clients go to jasondiller.com backslash gems check it out sign up for the um, marketing session coming up on september 20th it's a one-day deal it's 40 bucks so that the 40 bucks is not a profit center it pays for the room and the equipment and your lunch okay so there's no profit center for the the group to earn the forty dollars. The profit's going to be made by helping someone else dispose of a property, by helping someone else get their ten thirty one money into another property. A lot of knowledge will be in the room. Sure, a lot so of wisdom. If you're interested in that, again, that's jasondillard.com backslash gems. Um, one of the things I forgot to mention only one time: we do have some new stuff under contract. We're going to be building some houses that are in the three hundred thousand range. We're going to need to borrow one hundred seventy five grand to build each house. So you lend us one seventy five, you make eight percent on your money. It's a house worth three hundred. Safe place to put your money to earn your eight percent return. You can do that out of your retirement accounts. If you're interested in lending, give me a call at eight six four 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 seven six five zero. That's eight six four 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 seven six five zero. Or go to jasondillard.com to learn more about we how we borrow money and what we do. Um, great show. Scott, I appreciate you being here. And remember, the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability. It's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time.